everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in to another fun-filled episode. What's up? <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm having a hard time right now. Like I just did the stupidest thing. I just said, hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. And I just stopped talking because I saw Eric. And, and I tried to ignore him. I, I tried so hard to just ignore him. <laughs> he comes on camera and just gives us a thumbs up. And I'm like, you never do that before. You never did that before. Why this week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he did it. But I just was like, yeah, I just stopped talking. Like this week, he just was like, let me fuck him up real quick. And it worked because I was like, I stopped dead in my tricks. <laughs> I looked him dead in the eyes and was like, <laughs> That's another thing. I'm like, I don't want seeing this debris. Why are you so quiet? You <laughs> <laughs> was dead in silence. Because I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretending you're not even here. Yo, oh my God. Um, But yes, girl, how's your week going? My week is going like I can't wait till Friday. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I was like, quiet as a cat. I can't wait till Friday. I can't wait till Friday. We got a long weekend coming between me and you. I'm going to try to get a half day on Friday. So it really going to feel like a four-day weekend for me. Yes, Her getting I, my um, nails done on I, Friday, too. What? I just found out that, um. well, it's probably different for you, but, like, did y'all know that if you call out the, the Friday before a holiday, like, or the day before a holiday, you don't get that holiday pay? Oh, no, I didn't know that, but um, that's definitely in line. That sounds like a policy. Yeah. That sounds like a policy. I was just like, huh? Yeah. Kind of crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I can tell you what made my night go well. I just had vegan jollof rice Woo! for the first time. Oh, for the second time. For the second time. Yeah, I was like, didn't you have it before? It was the second time. It was really good. I still never. Very um, good. I still never had it. Well, you got to come over. Yeah, but Also, while we're on the podcast, I just want to give a special thank you to Sabria, who stayed with me all day and helped me to move on Saturday. Even bought me vegan goodies. Like, came with a vegan, what was it, cinnamon bun? Oh, yeah, and a breakfast sandwich. And a, a, a vegan Reese's Cups. Like, oh, yeah, moving is a lot of work. It's nice to have a few best friends, but it's so funny because after a while, me and Sabrina gave up, let all the men do the work, and we started watching <laughs> um, and just like that. <laughs> Period. <laughs> we were like, I'm just a girl. <laughs> yeah, when I see men around moving and sweating, I just stop doing what Where's I'm doing. Where's my space? There's no place for me. Period. So. Yeah, we just sat down and started watching it, but it was really fun. We watched Seventeen again, so thank you. I really appreciate your presence. You're welcome. You're welcome. It made the move like actually kind of fun. Like I had fun moving. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, boy, uh, I could do it. Hmm? Little old me. I would say you're powerful, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, let's get into this fade four, shall we? So our fave four is our fave. So it's back to school time. You know, everybody's going back to school. The kitties, little kids are going back to school and the big kids and the adults, like everybody's going back the to teachers, school. Everybody the teachers, going back to school. everybody. So here are our four fave things about back to school time. Starting out number one, I am a nerd. So no surprise here. Orientation. I was an orientation leader in high school. I was an orientation leader mm. in college. 
I love orientation. You know, bro, you love orientation. I love orientation. Because also, I love having a leg up on the season. Like, whatever that is, I just love having a a heads up. Yeah, I love the tea. I love knowing what the policies have changed. Exactly. I love having a heads up. And I was about to say, for the poor, if you were poor like me and you couldn't afford to stay in New York for the whole summer, orientation was the way you did it because orientation leaders always went back earlier than everybody else Mm. so i was in new york like a few weeks earlier than everybody else so that was my cheat sheet um and i got paid for it um orientation was way more fun in college because i got to go on a bunch of trips um i got to go see my first broadway play like it was just (laughs) i had a ball okay (laughs) um the next one is um I, this is like a super throwback um i love crayons i loved buying crayons well i didn't buy them my mom did but that was like my favorite thing about um one of my favorite things about back to school and like when you got the 64 pack with the sharpener in the back yeah and i love that sharpener yes because the 64 pack has like so many colors like so many colors you know what i might buy a 64 pack oh, shit i'm an adult i can do it you can pack. and there's adult coloring books too it so is. it's so soothing i feel like that would be you would love that Sarita. yeah i was like because i had a color in the looney bin but like um there were colors in the 64 pack that like i've never seen before they were just like such pretty colors um Mm. and also i loved keeping it neatly like all the pinks together all the blues together all the oranges together like i love doing that i did not want to share my 64 pack where like with chaotic people who put like black next yeah. to orange i'm like whoa yeah. I'm, I'm like, like don't get crazy here let's keep it in order mm-hmm. um the next one is this sounds very nerdy as well um but again me having a leg up um the syllabus <laughs> let's talk about it <laughs> let's talk about it i love to get into syllabus because i wanted to know i wanted what to are know the expectations like what are the expectations when is this due um you know like uh what are we reading what books can i afford um <laughs> shout out to my teacher who's a fucking hater and was mad that my dad bought me an ipad and i had got a book i had rented one of our textbooks on um the ipad fucking boomer ass bitch like you are such <laughs> a hater um sorry i just need to like he was such a fucking yeah. boomer ass hater you hate technology you're mad i won i got an and iPad. also i know he wrote i know he he pooping and throwing up now because technology is completely is even more have taken over now than exactly. what it did exactly because first of all you hating ass bitch i couldn't afford that book it was like a it was like a hundred dollar book for what and, and, and carrying that around new york city no i'm not doing that so not, much ptsd yes. so much ptsd about buying books like i like sometimes books will come up to about eight hundred dollars no for real because <laughs> i didn't know because so our school i didn't have to buy a lot of books there were some classes that we that required books but i didn't realize until after i graduated and i had i worked at barnes and noble um how much textbooks were for people who went to like schools that weren't art school like Child. Iman just said 
some of the textbooks were like eight hundred dollars and all well, that not, stuff. Like not that. so well together collectively. Yeah. But I used to start renting books. Shout out to Chegg. I will go on Chegg and I will rent books and I will also do um like like you just said the virtual books. But I remember one time I took a, what was it astronomy? I took that class. That book was so expensive and I was falling behind. And like because of what you said, I didn't really feel comfortable telling the teacher. But he was getting in my back about something I didn't do, and I was like, I don't have my book yet. Like my book, I had oh, to wait to get it until I got my refund check. And I remember this guy. He's like, you should have told me that. And he literally went and made copies of the pages for me. That and I was like, like my teacher, he was such a hater, and I think he's in a process of uh divorce. I feel like he would have been. <laughs> I feel like he would have been like, um, you know what? You just gotta find. That's the city. That's you gotta find. I'm just yeah, like, you gotta be able to afford it. It's yeah, like, yeah, and I I'm just know, like, but... he was so mad that I found a cheat sheet because I not only was it virtual, I also um rented it, so I didn't even have to pay like the full a hundred and something dollars yeah he uh, would definitely be sued in 2023 but yeah, yeah that was that was i hate to say it that was back in our day things like I'm that just up. like went on he hated it oh my god i know he is sick of, if he hated fucking millennials he i know he couldn't he can't take them you know he probably don't even work in education no more he, he can't oh, i can't because it was just too because like iman said everything is like going to technology mm -hmm. so anyway i just had to get that off my chest but anyway i do like syllabus um and the year that i took syllabus very seriously that's when i made the dean's list period um the last one is obviously your new outfit like i that was such an exciting feeling like picking out like oh my god what am i gonna wear like and like i think i'm talking more college because college like you had no uniform so you can wear like I think my first day I wore like um I had like my Doc Martens and Riker shorts and like this like sparkly top that I had that I thought was cool because I got it from a thrift store and it was like hella 80s so that was my first day of school fit and then I had like sunglasses on I had my my cut my haircut that was growing out but I was like fuck it like I'm cool so yeah um I felt like I was just like cool rocker chick for my first day um that was I said but also after I became an orientation leader my outfit was like the school t-shirt it was like SVA in like shorts <laughs> and free runs I know I'm like a I damn dork and you know what's so funny? I just realized that when I went back for Psych Student Union, we also have like an orientation and I, I also love orientation. I love any orientation. I love work orientation. I love getting a download on, on the on the organization. I love it. But um, when you think about school style, especially from college, every year my style got better and better and better better like because I really it, it was difficult for me to like kind of find myself style wise so like looking at who, how I was as a freshman in college versus who I became by the time I graduated like it is just oh my I remember one time I used to always wear like sweatpants hoodies leggings because I was in, at a state school Uggs you know and then one year I sat in the cafeteria to one of my friends I'm like I'm not to start dressing like I'm tired of looking like this and he <laughs> remembered it my friend Jared he mm. remembered it and I remember we both transferred to the school we went to our, the college, our new college and he saw me on campus he's like 
yo, you said you was about to start dressing and look at you. Like, I really just changed my whole style. Like, I just, I started putting in effort. That's what I started doing. So, yes, college style was definitely something that I started looking forward to, but at the end. Yeah, because it was funny because, like, my, I had the opposite of, like, I started dressing then because I never, I didn't own a pair of sweatpants. Um. Mm. And oh my god, the, I remember that. Yeah, I, I didn't own a pair of sweatpants until, like, almost my junior year. Um, I remember that. So, <laughs> so the crazy thing is the first pair of sweatpants I had, my friend was in a hospital. Um, and he was like, do you want these sweatpants from, um, was that Mount si- whatever, Beth Israel. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll take them. And so those was my sweatpants. And then I actually got some. Um, so yeah, I didn't start wearing sweatpants to like my, the end of the year, I mean, in my, towards the end of my college career, because that's when I started working out um mm-hmm. and lost um all that weight but yeah i did not own sweatpants fun fact yeah i do remember that and i used to think that was so crazy because i lived in it and it's but, but you mm-hmm. went to yeah because like I, it's so crazy the culture is so different but only certain um what's it called not degrees certain departments in mm-hmm. art school they wear sweatpants like cartoonists and you were they, right you really shouldn't have wore sweatpants every I'm day cracking <laughs> up. yeah i'm definitely not defending my choice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's so crazy how certain departments wore sweatpants like cart like illustration not illustration like cartooning um what else like people who did special effects stuff like they more sweat graphic design they used to dress their asses off film some film people on film did wear sweatpants not me though mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I but, love it. yeah that was it okay i love that list um i did name a few i had a few on my list that's why i was so hyped to engage like back to school style but i switched them out for some other ones so the first on my list is school supplies yes i used to be like mom are we going to staples i would love going to staples i'm dating myself now obviously but i would love going (laughs) to staples that's where we went we didn't go to Friday, we didn't go to Target. We went to Staples. And I loved just walking down the aisle, getting composition books, getting different color pens, getting folders, getting binders, getting dividers, getting highlighters. And my mom really went all in. Like, she never was like, Do you really need this? She was just like, I don't know. I think she enjoyed it too. Like we really liked it. And it was funny because it was not only shopping for me, she was shopping for me and my two brothers. So we all five years apart. So it would be like shopping for somebody in kindergarten and middle school and in high school. And I liked that too, because I was like, mom, get them the jumbo crayons. Like I just love supplies. And then as soon as we got home, I would go home and pack all three of our book bags. I was crazy. I love packing book bags and sorry y'all, motorcycle. <laughs> so it got to the point where I was like, my little brother was like, "Why are you only giving me two pencils?" I'm like, "Because you're gonna lose them." So I'll give you, an, I'll give you more pencils later this year. I was like guarding them. I was guarding the stuff. So I just took it very seriously and I enjoyed it. And even now, I love buying. Like, we're doing a return to the office. I got to get supplies for my desk. And you best believe, I'm like, okay, what stapler am I going to get? Like, what what's, what frames? Like, what's going on? So, uh, yeah, love. Just love supplies. You do. You definitely. I love office supplies. I love folders. I just love it. 
journals, pens, especially when they can be aesthetically pleasing and quality. Oh, I love it. Yes, I love it. That my job, we um we they order office supplies for us and like a lot of the stuff is like the colors that I like. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the best. I love a good pen. Um hairstyle. Uh I live yes, for my back to school so hairstyle. Because you used to be styled <laughs> the fuck up back to school, okay? I'm like, I w- back to school hairstyle to me was like, how am I reintroducing myself? Like, what am I going to do differently this year? And that was since, like, middle school. It's not, it don't matter if shit fall apart for the rest of the school year. Everybody going to be checking for everybody when you return back to school. So, it was like, in high school, it was a really big deal. Like, I knew I would always be like, wait, it's like you and your girlfriends would be like, what you getting? What you getting? What you getting? And nobody wanted to have the same hairstyle. That's so funny. Like, people will catch an attitude but I said so I was getting true. a ponytail first. It's like, girl, it's 06. We all getting a what? <laughs> One thing we're about me, I'm gonna have that wet and wavy, okay? We're all getting wet and wavy ponytail, two layer braids or individuals, like or micros. I feel like micros in middle school was for moms, for people who mom didn't care about their edges, though. Same. I never, I've never had micros. I had micros one time, but I was 18, so I feel like it was different. And my mom, she didn't want me to get them. <laughs> I remember we had them, and I'll never forget the your comment on that picture. <laughs> I was like, I think I was like saying like you look cute, and then you go comment and say, "Well, my uh, <laughs> my shoes look like canoes." Like <laughs> <I was>, what? <laughs> I take a picture, and I don't know. My ankles look real skinny, but my sneakers look real big. It's really like, he look cute. I'm like, yeah, but my sneakers look like canoes. Like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember when I was like, "Wow, seeing you with my girls," I'm just like, "Whoa!" Did not, it was a terrible decision, but Lisa did. It was. I just didn't like how it made me look. It made me look like I was just like. It made me look like I was like just different. I feel like when you get micros, or you look like a nurse. You know what I mean? I'm cracking up. To me, you're like a nurse, and it's not wrong with looking like a nurse, but it's just like not. It's just not me. Like certain hairstyles, I get. I can look so not like who I actually am. No, I get. You know, I get yeah. that. I be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, Sabrina. No, you'd be nasty when you don't like your hair. Oh, that's God. why I be praying you like your hair because <laughs> if you don't, your face frown. You know. Like, Nah, it'd be nah. bad for me she don't like it she'll take it out like it'll be it, yeah, yeah but i i loved it some of my favorites have been senegalese twists haircuts sew-ins like i just love it also i just like the first day of anything like similar similar to Sabrina. yes i like the syllabus but also i love especially in college because it's a it's like you never know who you're gonna be in class with yeah that was fun i, I really miss that's a good one Iman. Yeah. i really like kind of miss that feeling i will say because it was like because also i'm somebody that loves surprises and like it was just like you don't know who and you also, don't know who and you're like oh who will i develop a crush on like yeah, you know? oh yeah who's cute in class like who's gonna who's gonna be my friend in class who's gonna irritate me in class like it's like all these different personas that it's, it's bound to happen in every class yeah. and like so in high school is a little different because it's like okay the you same people know. who were in my grade last year and this year it's it's not gonna be nobody new that you get in class with you yeah. i mean it might be new for y'all to have a class but you know who they are yeah. whereas like with um college it's thousands of kids 
in the school. So it literally can just be, you could just end up in class with somebody who's a complete stranger that you'll never see again, or with somebody who can change your life. And at that point, I romanticized college so much. I'm like, am I going to find my love there? I didn't. But the whole thing is, I thought it, I would, and it was just exciting. I had a crush on somebody that when I look back on now, I'm like, we, we, it was no way in hell we would be together. Same. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I had a crush on this guy named Tommy and he literally he did the least he did the least but like also there are some people I had random classes with and we stayed friends like we stayed friends to this day so it's just like classes brought you together with people you did projects with people it's just I just love that I love looking around and being and sizing everybody up also on the first day of class I would like always be like Iman just blend in just sit in the back I would be raising my hand hard as hell soon as <laughs> soon as they was like anybody got an answer I'm like me I can't let the room be silent I don't know why it's something wrong yeah but honestly with my major it wasn't silent because all the white boys would be flapping their fucking gums see and my school is kind of opposite I feel like the white men didn't participate only girls talked they only like, everyone uh, yeah and so like and yeah um <laughs> No, it was it was a lot of girls, and um, I feel like when men did talk, they t- they tended to be like, um, like gay men. Like I feel like the straight white guys and straight guys, period, they kind of flew under the radar for the most part. They did, and I kind of got annoyed by that. I'm like, this is a prime example of how they just do the minimum, but it's state school, you know, very different. But I go th- listen. I love going to state school. <laughs> I really loved it. It was it was just I had awesome. a ball. I didn't go there, but I had a ball. <laughs> and I had a ball at your school too. Like I really did. I loved your, your camp. Yeah, your, your campus was just exciting. You go out and you in the middle of the world. You in the middle of the Big Apple. You go outside of my campus. You gonna hear lawnmowers, birds chirping. Like it just was different settings, but both really good. Yeah, and I feel like it both fit our personalities and retrospectively. But yeah, I in, say- a, in a way, which is it's crazy because when I was there, I didn't think state school was for me. Like I really wanted to go to school in New York, but like I just wasn't getting the scholarships necessary. And like I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna rock out with state school. Like this is what my family can afford. I'm gonna have to make it do what it do with this, and it's still a blessing to be in college so i'm not about to be you know crying over something that if it was meant to be it would be meant to be and now i look yeah. at it and i'm like the people i met connections i made it was meant for me to go where i went you know yeah, it was definitely and finally on my list um i really loved especially in high school seeing my friends because like you know when you you it's summertime me and sabrina spent summer together no matter what <laughs> even when school was out we were still hanging out it I'm didn't matter but there were some friends where they would be going on trips with their family or they lived in west philly i lived in north philly you just didn't get a chance to see each other and then it's like i kind of miss in school where we could just hang out for free every day <laughs> no so high school was like a time where it's like you just be with your peers all day and like we had a lot of like I had some good friends in high school like I love my friends from high school to this day I do not play about them they just was cool as hell and I feel like they bought something out of me that like I left high school a different person because of my friends for sure so it's like I really look forward to seeing them every day they were just real like I haven't met women like my friends from high school even as an adult (laughs) I haven't made that many friends so it's just like I think that's the 
a Philly thing. If you can meet a real ass girl from Philly, you got a friend for life, a loyal ass friend for life. That's true. That's very true. So yes, that's that's me. Wow, this was a really fun segment, Sabrina. Remember when I said I wasn't gonna have much to talk about? Yeah, girl. I was like, huh? I was running my trapper. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to. That's why I was just like, yeah. I don't know how I be fooling myself like that. <laughs> it is what it is. Just needed a little tug. Yeah, a big one. Um, so um let's move on to the next subject right more by subject i mean segment um so victoria monet we gave a shout to the oh my mama video Mm -hmm. um that debuted last week she for the record she killed it again we just gonna say it definitely ate that and if you like if you like the video though please go look at go please go listen to the album jaguar 2 it dropped last friday and it literally it's been on repeat. That's the album is beautiful. And you know, somehow Twitter said Victoria Monet makes music for um people with old head parents. And that's yes, a fact. Yes, that's true. That's a fact. She don't make I feel like she don't make <laughs> music for the girls who are like, you know, going to the club with their mom, like, you know, smoking hookah with their mom. So she make music for the uh girls who mom Listen to the OJs <laughs> who told them to stay out of grown folks' business, who told them, to, you know, you're either in or you're out. Like, that's the type of, like, I, I I think that's why I identify with Victoria Monet a little so much is because I also feel like I'm stuck in the 70s because of my mom. My mom loves the 70s so much that she it kind of has rubbed off. It's so <laughs> she, funny. She, she literally like just stopped music. liking anything after the 70s. She'll like, she'll be, I like Joe. That's what, if you ask her, she like recent music, updated music, she'll be like, I like Joe. The, like Joe's her. last single was when? I need cracking up. 97, 98? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But um, anyway, but shout out to Victoria Monet because it's just, it's really easy to make a gimmick of yourself when trying to do music from another like era. But if with her, it's just so her, it's so effortless, you know? She yes. don't, you know, remember when Bruno Mars was doing 80s and everybody called it Jerome Rome music? This is not Wasn't like... Wasn't it his the 70s too? He tried to, he'd just been dabbling in different eras. He did the 70s, the 80s. Like, he tried to do, like, early 90s, like, hip-hop, you don't oh, stop yeah, type of vibe. <laughs> and like I said, when Kid Fury called it Jerome Rome music, that <laughs> <laughs> forever will be the funniest well, shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Jerome Rome music. Calling Bruno Mars. Saying Bruno Mars and Jerome Rome in the same that sentence is, makes so much sense to me. Um, but anyway, it's not funny. that. It's just so, oh, my God. It's just... What a talented young lady. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I like But yeah, also the visualizer for um, don't ask me for shit. <laughs> don't ask me for shit. At all. At all. It's she on. said that. But that's even another old head thing to say. Don't ask me for shit. <laughs> that, it's on YouTube and I like it a lot. Watch the visualizer. It's really cute. Yes, listen to the album. And for those going to the concert, enjoy. I'm just so sad I won't be going. Because I, I was going to see, the thing is, I was going to try to, like, get them for you for your birthday. But then I saw it. I said, yippee-hoo. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. Because I was willing to go with you. I said, yeah. Wait, but you saw the prices? Yeah. You know when like cartoons like sit on like fire or something? And they're like, yeah. 
podobała. I'm like, all right. I'm like, push come to shove. I'm like, I could do like Klarna, like after pay. I'm good for that. Like, I'm like, I could do that. Like, maybe like you know, if the tickets is like just two hundred for the both of us. But I looked up like, Yahoo! No, they were expensive. And like, look, I love her. And I'm not saying she's not worth it. I'm just saying like, that's just not what I, I feel like uh, as Beyonce and that's it for the summer. As far as like big, like spending a lot of money, yeah. but also like, are you, are they, they were resale prices. It wasn't even what she was charging. Yeah, it and, wasn't. Cause I'm just like, yo, cause I was like, all right, two, I'm like, all right, if one ticket is a hundred dollars, another one, a hundred dollars. I'm like, we could do this. I could yeah, do this. that would have been, so, you know, we could have been sitting down, but because of the type of venue it was, but I think that this is like, I was just telling somebody, remember the first time we saw this a small venue, the next time since it came to town, Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> and this will be Victoria, mark my words, this will be Victoria. Monet's last time playing small with these little little rinky dink, no disrespect, but these little indie venues. This not for her. This yeah, not for her. She not there. She never really was there. I don't know who thought that that was a good idea, but um, um it's okay because guess what? She sold out and that looks good. That's yeah, like all the. Like, first you know, of all, we um we. We older bitches, and I'm like, we not doing standing room, and I'm looking at this nail, and it says standing four hundred and twenty six dollars each. That's why I say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, no, y'all getting over at so. the TLA. That's crazy. Like, if y'all knew what the T, like, first of all, I got my vaccine at the TLA when it was <laughs> like, <laughs> if y'all knew what this venue was like, all right. This is for the emo bitches that listen. If you know the group Aiden, I saw Aiden when I was um a teenager at the TLA. Like, and I was so close that well, I saw Juno Birch at the TLA. That's most recently, which is she's like a drag artist from the UK, but it's a very small, it's an indie venue, like Iman said. So the fact that they're charging that much is insane. Yeah, it just, it just feels disrespectful. It's and also, disrespectful. It just don't feel smart as much as I'd like to see her. You know? But maybe we could do that thing that that girl did. Um, I don't know if they're cracking down, but this girl was like, I'm getting ready for the Renaissance tour and uh, to go to the, the Renaissance tour. And she's like, I don't have tickets. I don't have tickets yet. She's like, an hour before the show, I still don't have tickets. And then she finally, it was like, she went up to the box office and she got tickets. And I think she paid like $100 or something for her ticket oh. because the price was going down. So maybe we could do something like that. Hmm. I don't know. But I'm like, hey, let's just put it out there, right? Yeah. But I just was like, yeah. But I need to know more than because I don't got no brown shit. So, and I won't wear brown. So, yeah. Yeah, we got to definitely know leading up to it. Yeah, it can't be like an hour before. But you know, I have faith that I will see her at some point. Like I'm not her. like I don't say I'm not worried about it, but I, I know. I just got a gut feeling. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's move on to our next segment, shall we? Let's move. Alright, so the next on our list, Lord, not me forgetting the whole the darn uh okay here we are uh so there's a new doja cat single teaser right this is for her single um demon um and let's you know let's give a cliff the cliff notes it's it's like set like 80s horror um suburbia christina ricci 
and which is amazing. It's like yeah, it's, I'm like, dang, the budget was hard. How you get her? <laughs> and also, I just love that like we all, as soon as we see her, we get it. Like, okay, she's a scream queen. Duh, it makes sense. Like she, you know, that that was impressive to me that like Doja Cat was able to snag her and also i feel like that's probably something she probably always thought about for a long time yeah. i think the idea came straight from doja cat nobody yeah. else but hey i mean yeah. who do i know but it, it just seemed very on brand with her mm-hmm. um and it's like you know her and bed christina ricci and then you see like a little creepy hand i'm sorry not a hand a claw come from under the <laughs> bed um and a claw has like jewelry on it's like iced out and guess what it is it's Doja Cat in demon form or her real form, who knows? <laughs> um, and it's like teasing the song Demon and the, you know. One thing I can appreciate appreciate about Doja is like the fact that she she loves to play in makeup <laughs> for real, for real. She do and she will let anybody do as much makeup as they want. I'm the same way. Like for the look, she will let people do whatever they want to her. Um, mm-hmm. which I can definitely get behind as somebody. And it's real commitment. It. It's definitely real commitment. Um, also, to me, this definitely solidified that we, what we already knew. She is definitely Lady Gaga's son. Um, because what do artists do when there are rumors of them being in the Illuminati, rumors of them being demons? They embrace it. Um, yeah. So she mm-hmm. definitely is um, Gaga's son that one that's what she's doing i'm like it's the age i'm like come on like people like oh my god do y'all think i'm like it's the age old thing what what gets attention is like when people think that somebody is into witchcraft or demons whatever that gets people the most attention that gets what people that gets the people talking i know but you know i'm kind of tired of it so here's the thing i love that i I love that it's set place in like the 80s and I've said this on a podcast like so many times before, but my favorite thing in the world is when um I can't tell when when I seen something that feels like I've never seen it before from the aesthetic yeah. end, right? So with that like eighties like the house looks so like literally eighty suburbia that I'm like, this was really good. Somebody took their time, somebody had a vision. Like that part I appreciate. But the the whole being a demon thing, oh my God. I'm all, I'm bored. Like I'm kind of bored of being. Yeah, a I definitely get it. God, God did it. It's not shocking to me yeah, anymore. It's, it's, and it and it, it's like, who do you want to shock now? People, Middle America. Like that's boring. I like like it's like <laughs> Tyler the Creator acting like a demon. Um, Lil Uzi acts like a demon. Uh, who else? Um, like you said, Lady Gaga, Lil Nas X, Megan Thee Stallion was dressed as like a devil for her cover. Like I feel like the whole like. I'm gonna shock you. I feel like a demon. It's just like okay, we we demon time has been like something everyone has been talking about for like the past few years. So yeah. it's like for as edgy and cool as she claims to be, I feel like this was a bit predictable. Yeah, it definitely was. Like I, the thing is, I do like the um, paint the town red. I do like that song, um, and I do like the video. But this, yeah, it definitely is like Ima said. It's very predictable. Um, it's the thing that people do when they want to shock middle America. Um, the demons from the clip of the uh, the thing is, I do like, excuse me, the aesthetic of it. Yeah, for sure. But um, I from what I heard the clip of the song, I don't think I would like yeah, it. Yeah, the song don't sound. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be a fan of it. Um, but um, it's like 
what's like what do we think about like not saying her run is done but i'm like is she running out of fuel like i don't know who is this shocking to besides yeah. little america yeah who's this shocking to besides middle america who people or christians you know this is you like you know of course it's gonna always freak some people out some people just never gonna be cool with demons right I don't, I don't really feel like Doja Cat dressing like a demon is going to ever scare me personally because I know it's not a demon. I know it's Doja Cat, you know. Yes, and also, I feel like the real demons are people who you don't expect. <laughs> but anyway, no, I just feel like <laughs> with the where she's going right now with her career, I think she's like, I think she's overwhelmed. Let me start there. I think she is overwhelmed. She might be even going through a bit of a mental break, which. Like, for that, I will always have empathy for Black women going through, you know, mental distress because it's a lot. This industry is a lot, and she has worked really hard over the past few years, and it's not for nothing. Like, she's given us some really, really amazing work. Mm -hmm. She's been working her ass off during a pandemic. Like, you got to wonder what that does to somebody's mental, and you also have to wonder about who they were before they came and became a star. She might have always been, like, a bit, like, you know, just, she might have always been struggling, you know? Yeah. So... And that yeah. the, when you touched on um before she became a star, I was thinking about that. Um, like, is this what she has always wanted to do? Like, is this the? Because I know it's a very like jump from um what was it called? Pink whatever mm-hmm. that that album is like a huge. It's like the total opposite end of the spectrum. And I'm just trying to think like, would this is this something that she always wanted to do? Because like I said, she definitely is Gaga's son with the uh with this thing. But I'm like, is this something that she always wanted to My thing is why do you have to feel like you have to be one or the other? She literally could be both. Yeah. That's what I'm like kinda shocked about. Like why does she feel like she gotta be like pink or demon? And I think that kind of shows a flaw. Like that shows like a flaw in her thinking, if you ask me, that she feels like she can't do both. Um, and also I think right now she's angry at something and she's trying to express, I think this is her rated R era. Like, remember when Rihanna, like, you know, rightfully, understandably so went through that phase after, you know, like that Chris Brown incident, like the abuse, um, thing, uh, and she, went dark like with Russian roulette and like all those songs cold case love and it was like it's not that I didn't enjoy it but it was definitely a phase like if you look at the full body of work it was a phase so it was like now with Doja Cat since she's so early in her career it's like which one is the phase is it the demon or is it the the pink like which one um what was about to say was she is mad at I'm like is she mad at like people um talking about her boyfriend who um i think she's just angry in general you know how sometimes people just be angry at the world i think that right now like it's just like the pressure is just making her angry do i know doja cat personally no but it's just like her actions are in line with somebody who wants attention but is also angry and claiming that they don't want attention i think she wants the world to to see her in a way that they don't see her because she's a black woman. Mm. Um, I think that'd be her problem. Like the, it's just like so much of her appearance has like changed to like align with, I think what she thinks is more idealistic. So, um, but that's so personal to her. I'm just alone for the ride. But as far as like the demon video, I just felt like <sighs> I've seen this before. I'm bored. 
I'm so bored with people. Try one. Don't try to shock me with you know by uh, offending me. That's what I don't like. If you want to shock me, shock me with your talent. Because you know what I was shocked at this Doja Cat did this one. Um, I forget she if she was in like a fifties get up, and she was on stage, and that was the first time I realized like oh she can fucking dance. like she could really dance she has stamina she got stage presence and i'm like you shocked me because you are a star and i see it like you don't have to like shock people with your talent i feel like that's what beyonce has done sorry to always bring it back to (laughs) that queen but she shocked us by dancing harder than we've seen any human dance before you know like that's how you shock people by releasing work that is so good people can't even believe what they're seeing yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> what can I say? And the type of demon she was, I'm like, we've seen this demon before too. Cracking <laughs> up. Yeah, I was about to say, and I do not feel like the conversation. People are like blackface. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, some might say blackface, I, but you know what? This, it's people got that got something so wrong with them on the internet that they would literally say that and actually believe it. Like right. literally believe it. It's crazy. Shut up. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh. I know that we, you know, we're talking about Steve. I mean, we're talking about Doja Cat. But let's talk about who I always want to talk about personally, Steve Harvey. Um, So, you know, I actually heard this rumor at, while I was moving. My dad was like all up in arms because there was a rumor going around that Steve Harvey's wife, Marjorie Harvey, cheated on him with his personal chef and bodyguard. And the first question I had was, how you got time to be a personal chef and a bodyguard? Because <laughs> while you cooking, you can't it. guard nobody. <laughs> and why can't you just hire... And first of all, Steve Harvey has too much money to have somebody just, like, be one thing. But like, wait, I'm, like, confused. Is it his personal... Sh- she cheated... Are they accusing her of cheating with two different people in the household? Like, all right, she she messing with Steve, she messing with the chef, and she messing with the bodyguard? Yes, or is... But it would only make sense for the personal chef and bodyguard to be one person. Yeah. I just don't know, but, um, that was the rumor. I mean, that, that just didn't make sense to me. But, yeah, my dad was all up in arms talking about, yeah, she the type of woman. And I'm like, wow. How would any of us know what Marjorie Harvey's doing? Yeah. Like, no, I don't. I actually really like Marjorie Harvey <laughs> because I love me a fly old head. That's one thing I love Definitely because fly. I feel like one thing you can respect when people say like women lose their touch as they get older. To me, when you look at women like Marjorie Harvey, you say, no, they don't. <laughs> if, you, if you a baddie, you a baddie for life. Yeah. You are a Betty for life, and Definitely that's just it. Like that, she keeps herself up. She keep, and she really don't be saying shit. She just be traveling the world with her husband. Had she just have a beautiful daughter, beautiful family. Like she just don't do nothing to nobody. And yeah. like I just am going. Mm, don't come for an older black woman, and then try to just make it like she's this raging, unstoppable, manipulative whore. Also, you I know? don't hear anything about her, so I'm like, that's something that's so scandalous. So like. Um, titillating, like she <laughs> never used that word before, but um, <laughs> she like you never hear anything about her in the media, so I'm like to just do like why would she do something like that? Yeah, so you know Steve Harvey was at an event in Atlanta, and he said I'm gonna set the record straight, okay? Um, he said before I get started, just let me say I'm fine. We are fine. I don't know what y'all are doing, but find something else to do because we're fine. Lord have mercy. 
Um, and then Marjorie Harvey took to her Instagram and said, my husband and I don't usually stop to address all the foolishness and lies that have been spread about us. However, to whom much is given, much is required. I understand that with my platform comes some sort of responsibility to those that may not be as strong as we are. Read and share this with your loved ones. Then make sure and may they know and may they not know how to uh, properly cope. And it goes how to handle being lied about. It's like a Bible verse. So like, I personally hate the idea of people just saying whatever they want and everyone else just picking it up. Like that is such a dangerous thing that happens. And I like, I've been sharing this with Sabria, like people are so stupid that once a rumor is out there, some people are going to believe it forever, despite proof. That's why rumors are so dangerous. Just it's going to always take a hit on a reputation, even if it's not true. Like you can literally debunk it. You can have people be like, no, no, the personal chef and body part, you're like, listen, I've literally never had an affair with Marjorie Harvey. And some people will be like, I think they covering it up. Yep. Just That's like why. Sierra um having a dick and Yeah. Or oh, hey, hey, Holly Bailey being pregnant. You know, and the thing yeah. is, here's the thing. Holly Bailey could be pregnant just like anybody else we know right but it's like that's not something that like we should be deciding as the internet and being like oh she could be hiding it that's why she wearing wide leg pants and you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like whoa 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 when i said i'm like y'all are just making up anything and somebody said can y'all please stop harassing this angel like look at the six packs it's really out somebody wrote to that person you're delusional if you think she's not pregnant no you're delusional for saying that you, you know something that you don't know it's crazy i will never stand behind it and like that's why like when people tell me things i start being like oh how do you know how is it confirmed like and if you can't answer those questions i don't really want to go any further i i keep it in my mind as neutral until i have some proof because it's just like one is psychological up and down for me i don't like to believe somebody did something and start painting them as a bad person just to find out they're not feel guilty myself and then have to undo all the like judging i did in my head I'd rather just be like, oh my God, that sounds really fucked up, but I'm just going to be on hold until I find out more information. People in this society think they got to act so quick on rumors. You actually can just shut the fuck up because most of the time it don't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. You don't have to actually take a stance. You know, there are certain times where we collectively need to take a stance. R. Kelly, for example, we all needed to take a stance because he, if you don't, then we'll have people like him running around left and right. And there's some stuff that's so wild that it has to be true. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That, you know, like, instantly believe. Because what? Who was saying that? Not multiple people. Yeah. You have to denounce that behavior because um, if you don't, it'll start happening more. You know, you have to denounce that. It has to be a social taboo. But then they're like abuse. But when somebody's pregnant, that's really not your business. Yeah. When somebody's cheating on their partner, that's really not your business. Yeah, because I was thinking about, I just saw a TikTok. I'm like, yo, so it was a mutual feeling. It was like some, it was like this girl watching the news. She was like eight-year-old me. And it was like Tiger Woods cheats on his wife. And then she was like in distress. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, for real. When I was younger, why did I feel like, I thought, Tiger Woods thought this is terrible really person. crazy. But all he did was not all he I mean, I know she <laughs> No, all he like did was cheat on his wife, like everybody else. Why was that like 
a thing. Like, I really thought he was, like, a murderer. Yeah. And people have lost all sense of, like, etiquette, too. Like, for example, you see a picture of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, it don't matter if you like Jay-Z or not. Just don't say shit. Some people would be like, and he still cheated. I'm like, oh, my God. Why is that? the kind thing to say, the respectful thing to say. And I'm just like, this is why I really, for the life of me, can't get along with everybody. Because some people just, they just say anything out their mouth. And I'm just like, you'll do anything to deflect from your life, which is the fact that you have holes in your underwear. You have roaches on your counter. Your car engine won't start up. It's a lot going on wrong in your life. And this is why you are so fixated on what happened, was happening. Happy people don't do that. <laughs> happy people mm-hmm. don't give a shit about what other people are doing yeah that's just it so um yes i just went up for steve harvey and marjorie harvey because i just <laughs> wow and that's just, just like yeah, it's crazy like, oh here's long exactly. business i'm just thinking about that that's really crazy like i really was like i'm just i just always think about that how i really was like wow um what's his name uh, Tiger Woods. I'm like, he's a murderer, but I'm like, I know. He just did a little, he just did a little infidelity. Yeah. Infidelity. Did his wife beat him up or something? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she did. That was definitely her business. I, it's rumors that she hit him. That she was hit. She hit him after I, he cheated. Cause what? Saturday Night Live made like a skit about it, like um. Weird. She got fucking like I think Keenan was playing Tiger Woods, which is funny just because he's the only black guy on. But they at the time he was at the time. Yeah, but it showed his wife like fucking him up essentially. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna figure it out. But it was some rumors that she she snapped out. Um. Um. So let's get into common sense. I mean, sorry. So sunken place really quick, and this won't take too long, but. Holly Berry's uh, ex-husband, so he's in the second place. nigga. So his name is Oliver Martinez. Um, Apparently, he's like some type of French director. And Aren't we Holly, all? <laughs> Holly Berry and uh, this man have been going through a divorce for damn near a decade. They might fucking be together. Like, no, you know you got to hate each other if in that time you still... <laughs> Because um, I would have just been like, fuck it. You know what? This is too much work. Like, <laughs> what's your thoughts on, like, you know, come bringing it back in? But, yeah, so it was a custody battle, and they had, like, various financial details they had to sort out. Man. So, according to this article by In Style, Barry and Martinez will have joint custody of their son, and the Oscar-winning actress has agreed to pay $8,000 per month in child support. Additionally, according to the following, she will pay the French actor 4.3% of any income she receives above $2 million and private school tuition, uniforms, school supplies, and any extracurricular activities for Mateo. So here's, here's my problematic take. I don't believe that one right (laughs) i don't believe women should pay child support because they supported the child's getting into the world that's enough child support (laughs) you know like that's not for women to pay child support that is for men (laughs) that's for men now it's one thing if you are for real if you are real deadbeat you said deadbeat mom you're not you acting like you ain't got no child in the world 
Um, I guess I can see that. But at the end of the day, I just be feeling like, oh my God, you're a man. Like the wealth gap is in your favor. Go out there and get some money. Like, (laughs) I mean, I know everything's like people on strike right now, but it's like, dig up some coin from some of them French films. And also, why don't you just leverage the, how you have all of Holly Berry's circle and you still broke, you just a bum. And then on top of that, like they're having joint custody. Well, I gotta pay you eight thousand dollars a month for it. So that means you so broke that when the child go with you, they'll be eating out of McDonald's in oh. order. So in order for us to have anything that looks like, anything close to looks like an equal experience for the child, I gotta give you damn near ten stacks. Not you having a baby eating out the trash. <laughs> Not you having like, a jack in the box. Like, come on, but it's like at the same time, women like Holly Berry, yo, do not. Do not like align yourself with these men who cannot take care of you because no, I'm like, no. what do I mean? Granted, $8,000 may literally be nothing a month for Halle Berry, but I'm just like, you, I look at celebrities like us, right? In the sense that more money, more problems. So you might have a lot more income than me, but you probably have a lot more bills than me. Yeah. So it's like, you should not be. Just being put in situations where you pay a random ass man eight thousand dollars a exactly. month, and she got another baby dad too. Who knows what she give him if she give him anything? I haven't done a research what? there, but huh? If you when you a successful woman, you can't. You just can't lay down. You got to vet people. <laughs> That's where you say you just can't do what you will with that information. <laughs> I said what I said. You could not just lay down and take it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and that goes every which way you think it's you. And also, I feel like for our, like, like our ancestors would not be proud to know that, like, <laughs> you breaking all these barriers just to get enslaved by white men financially. You know, oh, it's just like... Hurt. That is, I'm so sorry. I don't even be wanting to give a white man a nickel. <laughs> I feel like if a white man asks me for money, I will uncontrollably start spitting. Like, what? I'm a... That's crazy. Spitting all of us like, no. I feel like you don't have just... anything. Use that privilege. I feel like I would spontaneously combust. <laughs> but I'll picture when I combust. It'd be like the sound. You know when somebody take a needle and just like pop a balloon? Yeah, that's how I Oh, and all this confetti would just come out. There. That's Whoa. what I feel too. Like, she popped. Cause it's like, how dare you ask a black woman for money? Like I just feel like y'all when crazy, black- y'all crazy as hell for that one. <laughs> <laughs> y'all crazy as hell That's for that crazy one. Crazy to me. Like I feel like Holly Berry is so fun though. You know she a fun person, she but. Is. She just got to, like, I feel like she a sucker for love, but look who she with now, the black man. She's like, you know what? I learned my lesson. Two kids down, 50 plus. Like, I'm not doing this no more. Yeah, it's just like, as a a successful woman, before you lay down, you got to check out. You have to. Look, I was was Because a man with nothing will take everything, and don't forget it. Ask Mary J. Blige, you know, her her man did that. Wait, didn't Kelly Clarkson like lose a lot of money to her? I don't know, probably did. And it's like crazy, like the the audacity for a man to to pick your pockets. They're being pickpocketed, but yet Mary J. Blige, her man, 
first of all, they didn't kendo. have kids. They kendo. Didn't even have kids together. This nigga asked for money. What do you need money for? To maintain a lifestyle? Nigga, get a job. Right? So what Kelly Clarkson, messy divorce. Hold on. She's paying. They said a staggering amount. Mm-hmm. I can't. Let's see. What is it? I okay. <laughs> Before Kelly even began paying Brandon a monthly sum, she reportedly forked over $1.3 million in a one-off payment to him. The since-she's-been-gone singer has primary custody of their two children, River Rhodes and Remington, but she must still pay Brandon $45K a month in child support. Kelly was also ordered to pay Brandon 150k a month in spousal support, although this was lowered to 115k a month, in, uh, which um, she must pay until January 21, J- January 31, 2024. I would be on snapped. <laughs> Saying, I just picture me like screaming in the courthouse, like going. But she has primary custody. I just don't understand. What like, do you need the money she for? Could, all that, nigga, you better cook. Are you ordering DoorDash? You know, yeah, but like, so here's my thing. If you bring a child into the world, assuming that the woman has done that, because, you know, not all children are bared by, like, the mother in the relationship. Sometimes they're like, you know, is surrogacy involved? Sometimes it's adoption involved. Yeah, but let's let's just take that you know scenario out of the equation. For women like Kelly Clarkson and Holly Berry, who have physically could have died bringing children into the world to have to pay for somebody else to take care, I feel like that's a slap in the face. Yeah, and then you should get slapped in the face for doing it, suggesting that dumb shit. And her husband looked like a, a meerkat with these odd beady eyes, like. <laughs> But again, y'all, we gotta be, we gotta be smart. We cannot be so thirsty for marriage and so for love that we can't see through it. Like I'm a firm believer that if you don't feel like your partner can at least match you, it's a no go. Yeah, it's a hell no. No, Mm -mm. all that privilege and you sitting up just asking me for money, please. Better go to hell. I'm going. I will literally, (laughs) literally vanish. I would take my money and move to a remote island so quick. They'd be like, she is going without a trace. And all her money is going with her. Yes, indeed. Yeah, because it's like... And or, the kids. Or I would put my shit in an offshore account. I feel like we would just be somewhere living our best life in, like, South America. Like, I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere where I can't be touched. I would literally go somewhere in Africa. So, like, no, leave me alone. You're not getting my money. I'm not giving. You, I'm not giving it to you. Hell, period. No. Hell no. Um. All right. So let's move on into common senses, right? <sighs> so uh, you know we're getting older. <laughs> That's the, let's just start there. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, I'm about to say because y'all, I don't know if y'all can hear, but I'm literally laying on my back recording. <laughs> And when we started this podcast, we were in our mid-20s, you know? Yes, this sir. was different. We were 25 years old. I was actually 24. You were 25. Come on. Right? Well, I think we was both 24. Sorry. Anyway, we started no, this. because it was June. But I, I, It might have been June, but I'm saying, like, were you... 
We never maybe. the same age around that time. I know we are the same age. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> was I maybe 23 and you was 24, but I think it's I think that I had it right the first time. I was 24, 25. Sorry. Yeah. You love being older than me. No, I don't. I'm just saying. I thought you She love it. She's like, no, no we're e- never the same. <laughs> no, Iman is a lie. She like being younger. She kept on reminding me that I was 30. <laughs> she kept on holding on to 29. Don't let her lie. She I is, was 29. I know you was 29. And you would not let people freak. No, I'm 29. Because I was. I know, but you did. You was holding on to that 29 until 12 a.m. Because that's how it works. It's not, I'm not 20. I'm not 30 until I'm 30. Don't pay attention to her, y'all. But listen, we was young. We was young little, I'm about to call it young chitlins, but... <laughs> I knew that felt wrong. I just, yeah, we're just young ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, young Pop Tarts. You know, we just, <laughs> just, just young lollipops out here oh. just floating about. But we, you know, we was just trying to find our way. But now look at us. You know, we are grown. We grown women. You know, we handling things we never thought we would handle. Getting it's just it's just been a lot of um just blessings and grace and lessons and learnings and findings and it's just a lot that has happened that you can only like really feel and experience and be grateful for. You know, so. We wanted to talk about aging and just like our positive stance on it, like as it relates, the, the way we look at it, not as like getting older, but just growing yeah. and like how that is a gift. Yeah. Um, we're okay with it. It is. And I feel like every, like it's such as you get older and like losing, like not to start off heavy, but like when you lose people at like um your first you know friend that you have died when you're in your early 20s you 23 somebody posted me um that i went to middle school with and we were like close friends passed away at the age of 23 and i'm like that's wild when stuff like that happens and then you make it to 30 and you know Mm. some people that you grew up with don't get to make it to that age you realize damn aging really is a blessing and i feel like people don't look at it like that people get caught up on like oh i'm not gonna be hot anymore i'm not gonna be like oh wrinkles blah 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 blah." but they never look at like the bigger scope that like some people don't get you know it's 30 because like to some people because like I'm a baby to like people that's like 60 and blah 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 because 30 is still young but like some people don't even get to make it to the 30 mm-hmm. which is wild to think about because you know it feels like oh it's easy to make but it's not not for us it's everybody. really not and it's not just a given it's not. it's not a given like when you survive it really is like a blessing there was this one guy who said he can't he said i hate when people clap this was like an old co-worker i hate when people clap when the plane lands safely like uh the plane did what it was supposed to do and i looked at him and i was like but it's still a miracle and a blessing to get somewhere safely and i don't care if you are thankful to get somewhere by bus or car or bike or by foot 
safely. Like if you want to acknowledge that there are some people who did the same thing and didn't get there safely. So like, I just feel like you can, you can be like entitled and look at survival as like a given, but survival has never been a given for any creature at any point in, in, in in the the existence of the universe. Yeah. No, you can't just make that assumption, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just feel like, again, it's all aesthetic. It's all about like, I'll look this way. I'll look that way. And I mean, I want to honor people's feelings about that, but like, I just, you know, I, I watch people around me age, you know, and I have mixed feelings about it. Like it's not easy watching my grandma's age, but also knowing her story that she came up North 17 alone, no high school diploma and to now be in her 80s, to now have six children, 20-something grandkids, 20-something great-grandkids. I'm like, oh, wow, like you have lived your life and you may have came up here alone, but you ain't alone no more, mm-hmm. you know? And like, look, like I want to have that one day. Like, I want to be able to say, like, I I started this way and look at everything that I've created. And it may not just be kids. It may just be like, you know, a legacy. It may be support for people. And I think that like, as you get older, you may lose some, you know, credit within society. Mm-hmm. But like Eartha Kitt said, you become more valuable to yourself. Yeah, because you just you just know more. And that's what I'm so thankful for. Like a lot of things that I stayed that kept me up at night when I was in my 20s. I just nothing really keeps me up at night like that anymore, because I know now this is life. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to figure it out like I figured that other shit out. You just go through enough ups and downs where no matter how terrible things are you start to be like you know what i can get past this i can get through this it may not it be easy it may hurt but i just got to do the things i know that work and by the time you're 30 you have tools in your arsenal you know what works for you um if you've been paying attention to yourself you know what works for you um and you also know that like, okay, I can get through this. I have, I have something to compare this to. Remember that time when I was 22 and this happened, then when I was 25 and this mm-hmm. happened, when I was 27 and this happened, like you have examples and you can yeah. like self, just self soothe a lot more. You just more control, more mm-hmm. calm, a lot more peace comes. So I'm like, it's to me, like if I continue to just let life guide me, it'll be great. And just one more thing I have to say about people who have negative thoughts on aging, like you really can't help it. There's nothing you can do about it. You yeah, can get everybody's gonna age. Everybody's been deal. 10 before. Everybody's been 20. Everybody's been 30. Everybody's been 40. Like, you know, it's just something that happens, you know? Literally, um, that's the deal. <laughs> that is the deal. Those are the cards that you de- dealt. And it's like, it's just really crazy. The only thing to me is that it's just like, wow, I really remember being 10 and now I'm 30. It's crazy. Yeah. That makes me appreciate life more too, because I'm like, time really does fly by. And I'm like, cool. Why I think about now that I know time flies by, I won't do what I did when I was 10 and when I was a child. And I'm like, I can't wait till I'm grown up. I'm going to eat whatever I want. (laughs) I wear whatever I want, you know, like, obviously you were a kid, you don't know any better. You just don't know. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm going to wait until two years from now. 
I'm present. I don't want two years to go by anymore. I don't want to jump to 10 years. I don't want to jump to anything. I want to take it day by day. Cause like people say life is short, but in a way life is long. Like it's long if you like allow it to be. And if you're blessed to have like, you know, every day without like any interference. So like, I don't want to think about, I stop thinking about like, Oh, how am I going to look? How am I going to look? I'm always be a baddie. That's how I was mentioning with like Marjorie Harvey. Like she's gonna be gorgeous. Like today she died. Like Cicely Tyson, gorgeous mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And sure. then also like my mom. Like I feel like my mother is undeniably beautiful yep. because she carry she carries it like that. Like everyone's always like, oh your mom's a betty. My mom is about to be sixty years old in February. But she still has her life. She's still going to the beach. She's still like, can you order this for me from ASOS? She's still like, I want some knotless braids. I want some bundles. Like it's a mentality. Like if you get caught into society's expectations of how you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and Especially what you're as a woman. As a society gonna have you thinking you are useless after twenty eight and like it's actually okay to be useless to society. <laughs> you don't have to perform for society or mean anything to society to yeah. mean something to yourself mm-hmm. and to the people you love. Like I actually would love to be useless to society. You I don't, don't ask want- <laughs> shit. Don't ask me for shit. Don't don't need me for nothing. Don't depend on me for nothing. Like, who wants to be caught in this game anyway? Like, you know, who wants to be caught into this like, you know, capitalist cap capitalism, this, you know, races, this just problematic like society. Do I really want to be caught in that? No, I don't. So I just think that like having um Getting older has caused me to give less of a fuck about what society's expectations for me are as a woman because I'm just becoming more sure of my happiness and I know that the best way to stay happy is to like to look within mm-hmm. instead of yeah, looking outward sure. and saying I should do this. Like That's there's this true. quote that you should keep should out your vocabulary. Yeah. Now I should get married because I'm 30. I should have kids because it's time. Do you want to? Yep, that's very true. Because when people get caught up in what I should do, that's when they end up with stuff that they didn't even know they didn't want. And be so confused about why they are happy. Mm-hmm. Be so confused. Yeah, exactly. There's like, for real, right now, there's one thing that I know that I want. And like, I'm relentlessly going for it. And I'm like, is it what society say I should want? Who cares? Yeah, not thinking about who that. Who cares? Who cares? And you're going to always be happier in life when you respect what you want. Exactly. And you go for what you want and not what they want. That's the thing I do love most about aging is that I feel like day by day, I care a little less. And like, I think about women who like, think about older women who like say going, I mean, again, divorce is painful, but it's like, you ever see like, Maybe a woman that's like older and like she going through a divorce and it just seemed like she just don't care. And I feel like she probably thinking about her younger self and being like, I remember hurting um, in this way, but now I'm free. So I yeah. feel like with age comes a lot of freedom as well. 
It does. A lot of freedom. Like, I remember this lady once told me at work, like, when you turn 40, you just stop giving a fuck. And I'm like, ooh, I always remember her sharing that. Like, and I, it was at a time where I just cared way too much about, like, everything. And I felt like I could never just shut my brain off. This was when I was, like, 22, 23. And I I just was like, I kind of wouldn't mind, like, being there like I wonder what happens between now and 40 that would make me stop giving a fuck and I see now it's just like like I was telling Sabrina earlier like when I see like a young girl in a dumb situation with a guy like unless if I feel like your safety is at risk I might say something but like after dealing with scenario after scenario after scenario with friends and these men and just like you just get to the point where it's like, okay, by the tenth time of going through this situation, I'm gonna go ahead and feel confident in knowing what's gonna happen. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not saying nothing else. Cause it actually I don't have time for it. It doesn't relate to me. And you're gonna find out when you're ready to find out in the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. Um it, you know, you being cheated on, it may hurt your feelings, but it's not murder. You know, you're just getting your feelings hurt. And when you ready to stop getting your feelings hurt, that's when things will change. Yeah. Now, when I tell you, because I'm sure you, you know this, you know it's wrong. You know, that's why it would be, it's cheating. It's not just a regular part of your relationship, but I'm not going to say anything to you because I'm like, after just ex- my experiences as being like, just dealing with women, I'm done. So it's like, I have so much peace when people are talking to me about their relationship and I don't like it. I just be quiet. I just be staring at them because it's so funny because you don't say nothing to people. They end up breaking up in about two months anyway. It's like, <laughs> this is not going, not meant to be. And, but I don't really know, nor do I care, but it just always ends up happening. So I'm like, see, you ain't even really have to uh, ruin your friendship um have somebody get mad at you do all the things you would have did a few years ago because you thought that you just had to say everything on your mind and you you just have better outcomes but those are things you just learn through experience you can only have experience with time exactly and when you get older you realize it's either it's gonna be one two three at the most outcomes a lot of shit be the same it do be the same. And I think when I was younger, I used to always think, well, I don't know. This person could do the. Yep. Then you start getting older and you see, you're like, okay, I hate to admit it, but people are really predictable. They and are. I'm saying and I can't be surprised, but I'm not going to be surprised every day. Exactly. And people show up. A lot of times people show up who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, like, for instance, for me, last year um, was the last time I said, well, maybe this person i'm like i'm not taking it into my 30s if i feel like i have to say well maybe it's a done bun like that was my last i really said that in my mind i said this is my last year saying well maybe no yeah because you know what it is at this point like your intuition is so strong you know it's not maybe like yeah. it's not it's not maybe it it's is, exactly it what you think it is it's exactly it be exactly what you think the problem is exactly. so that's that's where my issue like comes in like i i've gone through too much now to be playing in my own face mm-hmm. you know i I know right and wrong exactly. i have also really solid people in my life who show me what yeah. good looks like mm-hmm. so it's like why then would i be confused exactly when, and they you know, never showed up chaotic they always showed up good so, so why like, am i gonna have expectations for my friends exactly. to be like this but then everybody else in my life work partners they could just do whatever they want. no Mm-mm. exactly 
Um, and I guess we can end just with like what what are we most looking forward to? Um, as we age, like what are we most looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to accomplishing all the things that I wanted to in my twenties. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the life that I have in my head all planned out. I love that. Forward to like just more. I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of wins. I'm looking forward to my hard work all um playing out. So I'm looking forward to that. I love that. I love that so much. Um, for me, I'm definitely um. Uh oh, sorry, y'all. I'm in the hood. <laughs> My bad. Um, for me, I'm definitely looking forward to entering new chapters of my life. Um, I feel like I have been in the same like chapter. Like I've been in I've been in chapters for a long time. So, like there's your childhood chapter. And that goes all the way up to being in college. There's your college to twenties chapter. And now I'm being in my thirties. I'm like, there this feels like a shift. You know, and I'm I love the independence and the freedom and just the like for once in my life doing things without being under the microscope of like authority, quote unquote, parents, family, society, friends that just know I really feel like I have nobody pulling on my strings. It's just me. And I'm like, I have so much faith in myself. I know that I'll create like great things when I'm my authentic self. The universe only rewards me when I'm myself, when I show up like really big. So I'm like, what's going to happen if I just like go full steam ahead so I'm like I don't think I've ever been equipped to do things like I plan to do you know so again I'm just looking forward to seeing where that takes me um uh, I love I want to be like this really sure woman you know like my mom has always been I really feel like my mom has never questioned her decisions and I know she has but she just realized like I'm a woman I have children I have to stand in this so I watch like how she like leads like me and I, I just always wanted to be like that my mom just seemed like she know everything your mom too Sabrina I feel like when she say something you just believe it yeah. and like that's just the type of woman I want to be and I feel like that only comes with age and time um and also I just want to like Live, I'm gonna experience growing old with the people I love. Like that's what I look forward to. Like knowing that, that so many people in my life have been in my life since I've been a child. Sabria, my cousin Kiki, my girlfriend Lacey. Like I just love going through life with y'all. So that's another thing I'm looking forward to. That is cool. Aging with people—that's crazy. Yes, you don't gotta do it alone. <laughs> look around, everybody around you—the dog aging. <laughs> everybody's getting older and changing everything's aging and one last thing i'll say like i was listening to this podcast goop on perfectionism today um because i think perfectionism and being afraid of aging goes hand in hand True. uh but this one uh guest on the show whose name i'm forgetting just look up the goop podcast perfectionism he mentioned like flowers grow differently and they don't you don't compare them right you would never be like oh this rose versus this daisy this fern versus this like you know cactus they all have different requirements for what they need to grow how they grow and what the outcome is and i feel like that's how you need to look at yourself with your agent like how the the rate the needs is going to all be different don't compare because you're still a flower <laughs> oh. so yeah that's that's all i got to say 
um that's it for this week's show y'all um make sure you show us some love on the patreon i'm actually about to upload a new picture um right now for the you know getting our business i'm gonna show like what life is like you know with me moving in and all that jazz uh so i'm gonna show some updates on the patreon account make sure you follow us on instagram at black girl brunch um oh real quick with the patreon it is pay as you wish so um if we know we know the economy is in the shitter so we're accommodating there um but yeah follow us on instagram at black girl brunch follow us on twitter blk girl brunch you can follow me on instagram and tiktok at imama tay you can follow me on twitter at it's matay and that's it y'all that's the show wait i didn't say mine sorry i'm so sorry i'm sleepy i'm so sorry (laughs) my bad i'm so sorry it's freaking freaking them on instagram and um tiktok and freaking film underscore on twitter all right i'm so sorry it's okay (laughs) that's the show y'all bye peace